is Mishmash, a weekly conversation where we try to unjumble an important and sometimes under-the-radar statewide story that affects you. Shane and I remember my times at the Capitol right around budget time. People were reminiscing about the good old days where there was no deal near October 1st and people were talking about bringing pajamas and sleeping bags and toothbrushes to uh, the Capitol. You, have you packed your overnight bag yet? Luckily, I didn't have to. There wasn't much of a deal between the Republican-led legislature and the governor, but Republicans in the legislature said, you know what, we're done. We're going to send these her way anyway. And they actually got everything done in a day within, you know, about five hours. They managed to pass all of the budgets. So no overnight bags necessary for us. Now, of course, that doesn't mean that the entire process is done. Obviously, these are on Governor Whitmer's desk. She has called many of them a mess. Uh, and one of the big questions hanging out there right now is about the redistricting commission that voters in Michigan created in 2018 by ballot measure that uh, it requires some funding now. And there's a lot of complex mechanics to how this worked out and what lawmakers did. Uh, but essentially what it means is that the budget passed by the Republican-led legislature gives a million dollars less to the process of creating this independent redistricting commission than Governor Whitmer wanted in her original budget proposal. Now, Secretary of State Jocelyn Benson is the person in state government that's responsible for overseeing the creation of this commission. And she told WDET's Quinn Kleinfelter she's not super happy about what just happened. I'm disappointed that our legislators aren't don't share my enthusiasm across the board for the opportunity that this presents to our citizens. Um, but it's not surprising. And, and yes, they have um, been doing backflips to have to not meet the requirements of fully funding the commission. Now, of course, Republican lawmakers, they have have responded to this and they say, look, we did everything within the law and we're trying to put together a balanced budget. And that means that sometimes people aren't going to get as much as maybe they originally wanted in order to fund other priorities. But what's really interesting here is that this is one of those ballot initiatives that was clearly passed to try and take some power away from politicians. And what people probably didn't realize is that although this was a ballot initiative that the legislature did not have its hands in it, they didn't write it, they didn't vote on it, it is, however, something that they're still going to be a part of because the legislature controls the purse strings and they are in charge of budgeting, obviously with the approval of the governor. So even though you have ballot initiatives, you can't completely bypass the old legislature. And of course, that doesn't mean that you're powerless. Part of our mission, of course, Shana, is to make you feel a little less powerless in these dynamics. And one of the things that you can do is make sure, and this is something that Secretary of State Benson said, it's not just about voting yes or no on a proposal on the ballot, but it's not a bad idea to vote also for public officials who support or don't support those ballot initiatives as well. They are not completely taken out of the process, as you said. And the other thing, too, that I thought was interesting is lame duck. There was a ton of bills, but there were also a ton of protesters at the Capitol really trying to put the pressure on the legislature and make their voices known. I didn't see that around budget season. So it's really important to remember you got to not only be around and be putting the pressure on lawmakers about bills that you don't like, but also their spending plan. So as I mentioned earlier, WDET's Quinn Kleinfelter actually had the chance to talk about all this with Secretary of State Jocelyn Benson earlier. And we wanted to give you all the opportunity to hear the complete interview. So we have attached that 
just now, so enjoy. Well, there's certainly a lot of reluctance from those who previously got to draw their own districts to now fund a citizen commission that would uh, replace their past authority and now draw the districts instead. So surprise, surprise, they're not a lot of, there's not a lot of enthusiasm uh, for it, um, but it's still the law. And I'm one of the things I'm most pleased and happy about my own job is someone who's been advocating my entire career for citizens to have control of the redistricting process to now get to implement an independent citizen-led commission to draw the next generation of districts um, is an extraordinary um, opportunity at this very unique moment in the history of our democracy. So yes, uh, we um, I'm disappointed that our legislators aren't don't share my enthusiasm across the board for the opportunity that this presents to our citizens. Um, but it's not surprising, and and yes, they have um, been doing backflips to have to 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 um, not meet the requirements of fully funding the commission uh, and fully funding our department's work to encourage citizens to be engaged with the commission. Uh, so that's also disappointing. But uh, frankly, not surprising. Uh, And that's why, to me, public-private partnerships and citizen engagement um, that led to the passage of the amendment that created this con- this commission, uh, it really has to continue to, to rule the day. Uh, so I've been talking with foundations and other entities uh, about, um, you know, how we can find the Michigan Nonprofit Association to form partnerships so that those who they serve um, and work with can access the commission and learn about the commission through their work. And similarly, working with citizens across the state to say, you know, you can demand your legislators better fund this in the future. Um, We'll have another cycle next year of budgeting that legislators will have an opportunity to um, ensure the the district commission is fully funded. Um, But the bottom line is the success of the commission will depend on citizens applying to be involved with it and essentially presenting their own ideas to the commission once it's seated on what the maps should look like. We'll be launching our applications uh, very soon. And next summer, we'll uh, go through the selection process, a random selection process, and the commission will be seated next fall, about a year from now. uh, And they'll have one year to uh, listen to citizens around the state and draw the new maps for our legislature and Congress. Can you get private money for that? Can you get philanthropic money or anything for the commission? Uh, That certainly was part of um, California's success. They're the only other state that's done something like this. There there are opportunities for the philanthropic community, for the nonprofit community to support this. We're also working with uh, those involved with the census uh, and the coalition there uh, to get the word out and engage citizens in this process. Um, And and to me, the most important thing is communicating to citizens, whether you're serving on the commission or presenting your proposed map to the commission, you have a role to play, you have a voice that needs to be heard, uh, and you have an expertise that no one else can match in this process. So you've got to be involved. Jocelyn Benson is Michigan's Secretary of State. She spoke with WDET's Quinn Kleinfelter. That's all for this edition of Mishmash. I'm Jake Neer for Shana Roth. Thank you so much for listening.